Bon matin. I mean, good morning. Certain things that should grow up with you never get away from. I had a grandma who was four foot eleven, and she was short. And we used to ask her when we grow up older, and we to, because we began to be able to measure things, and we'd say, "Mama, how tall are you?" She'd say, "Well, sometimes I'm four foot eleven, sometimes I'm five foot one." And we thought, As "Young people, oh, okay." But as we got older, we realized. Uh-uh. Finally, I remember asking Daddy. I said, Daddy, something's wrong with Mama. She tells the truth, but that's not the truth. He said, it is the truth. I said, explain it to me. He said, Boyd, she's, five foot, she's four foot eleven. When she goes to church, she's five foot one. She got on heels. <laughs> we said, oh. You know what? I miss her. I wish I had her back to say thank you. My grandma was born in 1896. My daddy was born in 1917. And Mama had ten boys. One after another. But the last one to come in the world was a little girl. They named her Catherine. And Papa didn't make her do nothing. When he died, he left her everything. And if you ever see a truck line on the highway today, Sire, my grandpa started that truck line in Homer, Louisiana. She owns it and her kids. Folks, we got a lot to be thankful for. Uh, I want to talk about prayer, but I want to ask you, what is prayer? Now, Don't give me a paragraph. Give me a sentence in your own words and there's no wrong answers. Anybody brave enough to say, what is prayer? Talking to God. Okay. Do you need a telephone? No. Telegraph? Big mouth? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you for being brave. Anybody else want to tell me what prayer is? Communication. Communication? Okay. Yes, getting closer to Him. There you go. Anybody else? Well, let me let me tell you something. My mama married my daddy in 1941. And mama every night, mama and daddy's mama, because we all lived in the same place had prayer. Mama would say, okay, it's 8 o'clock. That meant go in Grandma's bedroom, kneel down around her bed, and she's going to have prayer with you. And then we go into my bedroom, kneel down around me and Daddy's bed, and I'm going to have prayer with you. I used to think you had two prayers every night, and Grandma always had the first one. Grandma always used to say, Lord, help us to be able to pay for the food this month when we go in to pay for it. Now, I know that sounds silly, but the women used to go into the store, Mr. Grimion's store, get all they want. They would write it down. You would sign it. The last day of the month, you come in and pay for the whole month. And if you paid all the food bill, Mr. Grimion would say, Lanyap! You know what lanyap means in French? Something special, 
Something extra. So I say, well, that means something extra. That meant if you paid your whole bill and you had grandkids with you, they got free candy. And back when I was a little boy, there was only one kind of candy had a wrapper on it, and it was called Hershey. The rest of them was all homemade, including the donuts. Of course, we didn't call them donuts down there. We call them beignets. You know, my mother had the same prayer starting out every night for 40 years. Lord, help the father of these children make a public announcement and stand for you. Amen. Then she'd go into her prayer. She prayed for 40 solid years. And I remember when I went in the army and came home, I said, you still praying that prayer? Yeah, I still want him in church. One day he stood up when I happened to be there. And, he, and because I'm the seventh boy, the last youngest boy, nobody ever called me by my name. Either, there was only two names I thought I had, boy or he did it. And my daddy called me into his room. He was, had, and uh, anyway, he a couple of months before that, he wanted to be baptized. He said, "Go find the preacher." I said, "Daddy, I don't even know who he is, where he lives." He said, "I didn't ask you that. I told you to go get him." Took me all day to find somebody that knew where he lived. I finally got over to his house and told him, "Daddy wants to be baptized Friday night." And he said, "Friday night." I said, "Mister, don't." Friday night. You understand what that means? He said, yeah. He told me to tell you, fill the baptistry, be there at dark 30, and he'll be there. He was, and he was baptized. On his deathbed months later, I asked Daddy, why did you want to be baptized on Friday night? He said, Mama said, Sabbath starts at sundown. I want to be early in line. You know, we question each other. We hold court on each other. Never realizing that they got one of these two. One day I was with my my son and we were on the river road down in South Louisiana, heading toward a place where I was going to get my tr- truck worked on and drop my son off at a little at a daykeeper, a little a place that kept little boys. Day. He didn't like to go there because the people who worked there didn't speak no English. And every once in a while he'd say something in French and they'd whip him. I said, you can't cuss in that place. (laughs) Folks, we prayed for money and came and we got it. I prayed for a job in Keene and a man named George Helley gave me a night watchman job so I could feed my family and struggle through tuition. In Vietnam, I wanted to go home because my wife sent me a letter that says, our first child was born, remember? We got a little girl. When you coming home? Duh. I went to the sergeant. He said, boy, you ain't got enough rent. Get out of here. So I kept going to people. Finally, I went to a captain, and I knew he was from Louisiana. I told him my problem. He said, how much leave you got? So I got 60 days in the bank and plus growing on some more. He said, you can only sell 60. He says, I'm going to give you 30 days leave. I prayed over that. He said, but the only flight I can give you from here, out of Vietnam, to Laos. I said, that's good. It took me 
21 days to fly home. I had a 30-day leave. I got home. My uncle took me downtown New Orleans to see Senator Long. Senator Long says, don't worry about it. I promote them. You tell them if they mess with you. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to sign an extension so that you take as much time as needed. I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> Folks, Mama taught us to pray over everything. We used to go into classes at Keene, and all the classes, we were used to at every class. The first class we'd go into was the Bible class. He'd have prayer. Next class we'd go into was a math class, and then an English class. And we kept telling them other teachers, you're supposed to pray before you start class. And they, they wouldn't. Finally, the English teacher says, Look, this is the fourth or fifth class. I ain't praying before every class. Y'all had enough prayer today. And Dexter said, we ain't starting class till somebody prays. And if you don't sit down, we will. And every time we would go into English class, that's five Cajuns. <laughs> One of us, he'd say, them South Louisiana boys are going to pray. Who's, whose turn is it? Folks. God wants to hear your voice. Not because He needs it, but because He can tell the devil, leave him alone. And so I grew up in a family where the women prayed over everything. And Mama would always have the prayer before the food, and she always had her prayer. And then at the end of the prayer, she'd always say this. She'd pray. Sometimes she'd mention what we're eating. And she'd say, thank you for it. And then in the end, after she said amen, then she'd say, and Lord, help these kids to make a happy plate. That meant eat it all. (laughs) Folks, I can't wait to see Grandma and Mama again. Grandma lived to be 90. Mama lived, I mean, Grandma lived to be 80. Oldest person in her life, in her family. Nobody got past 70 except her and mama lived to be 92 mama said Johnny the other boys all look like daddy they try to get to 65 you look like my daddy try not to go for 100 (laughs) there is profit in prayer we should every day not just at meal time Talk to God. He's got a phone. He can hear you. He can listen to everybody at one time. Folks, is there profit in prayer? Yes. We read Job 21.15. I'm going to read it again. What is the Almighty that we should serve Him? And what profit should we have if we pray with Him? Folks, it's not something you have to do to be saved it's something you need to want to do to walk the streets of the new Jerusalem I tell everybody in Texas they say where are you from I'm from the promised land they say you from Israel I said what (laughs) I'm from Cocodrie Louisiana how is that the promised land 
This book says in the last days God's return to earth for his saints day in New Orleans, so it must be the promised land. I look all through this book for cowboys, and I know they're good people, but I can't find them. I tease all the Texans. Folks, a train stopped outside of a little old town, and two boys were seated on the train, and the one had his nose glued to the window looking at everything that went by. It was their first time to get on a train. The other was intrigued with a big button he saw. And it said, for attendant, call for attendant, but he couldn't read. The other was intrigued with the button that would call for the attendant. And after several minutes, the train suddenly began to move. Hurrah! shouted the little boy at the window. We're off. Of course, said the other little boy, says, I pressed the go button. <laughs> you know, we can do things that are not right. But we serve a God who will knows how to correct us and love us and know what the buttons mean. Folks, some people will try to persuade us that there's no more real relationship between our prayers and what happens in the world than being than pressing a button on a moving train. What profit do we have if we pray? God hears everything even when you pray with your mouth closed. We as believers who decided to follow this book should not go around telling people who worship on other days. God knows what's in their heart, what they understand. What we need to do is love every other person. Now, let me tell you something. Do you know that everybody in this room has the same grandfather? And his name isn't Adam. Yeah, it is, but I mean, I can get you closer to to here. Noah. Noah and Miss Noah had three boys. Now listen carefully. Those three boys had wives. They got on a boat, you know. Noah's from South Louisiana. That's where they build boats. (laughs) Listen, though, here's the deal. They built the boat, got on it. The animals came in. They didn't have to go get them. God sent them on the ark by twos and sevens. Now you know what the twos were for. To progress later on in the sevens, God said, if their hooves are split, and he began to describe them, you can eat them. And I'll tell you how. Folks, God calls us to victory. He never has to say what you say. Ooh! Wish I'd have thought of that. Our God knows the address of this church and all its members. Folks, love each other. You know the three men that were on Noah's boat? Do you know how many different kind of groups they got in the world today? Africa, Europe, Asia. And the Bible says the direction which those boys took. The the boat landed in what's called Iraq today. Folks, this book has all the answers. Open it. The author of this book has all the answers. Talk to him. 
Prayer is profitable because it makes God realizable to us. For God so loved the world, you and me, that He gave. We ask, He provides. We trust, He assures. We talk, He listens. We hurt, He comforts. I guess y'all heard that Mr. Otis Caps passed away. Buddy Caps. Well, he did. We buried him last week. And it was difficult. Louis DeLong and Otis Caps and all the men, the men that I was fellowshipping with and doing things in the community are gone. And the group's getting smaller. But I know of three elderly ladies in our community in Berea who, who need these canes to get around and they can't hardly get around. And so I was taught at my home and in Sabbath school and church, help the elderly. You'll be there someday. And I go to their houses, get their garbage, and take it to the garbage man every Monday. Not because I'm somebody, but because they are. We open a community center in Berea every Sabbath morning, three of us, and we cook a huge breakfast, and I bake the biscuits. And people come in to eat because it's free. Eat all you want. They come in and have a breakfast, and right at the end of the breakfast, we have Sabbath school in a loose way. And we have had people come back to church because they were hungry. And then they got hungrier. Folks, don't let six days go by without trying to reach out to somebody from here or your neighborhood. Pray over everything. I'm building more ramps than ever before, me and two other men, because people can't use the steps no more. And the ones we put handles on the steps for, they, those handles are no good. They can't take the steps. Those three ladies who can't take their garbage out, we cut their grass. Now, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just trying to tell you. God will show you how to help the believers and bless you more than you'll ever know until you get to the kingdom. And find out that God told certain diseases to leave you alone. You come here on Sabbath and you get a special blessing. Prayer is profitable because it makes sin impossible to invade your heart. I can tell the devil no and he has to go. I can walk a new walk and talk a new talk. Not in my own strength, but in my willingness. God gives me the strength. I have arthritis so bad there's some days that I cannot get up out of a chair. I can't walk. I went to see the doctor yesterday, Trent, and I said, is there any medicine for this? I said, I can't get out of my truck sometimes. And He said, come in and I'll take care of you. This was yesterday. I don't have no pain right now. He gave me a shot and told the pain where to go and how to get there. 
folks, I didn't know there was such a thing. He said, it's for arthritis. I said, what does arthritis do? He says, tearing up your bones and your nerves in them and one thing and another. Prayer prophets are social influence. We can uproot sin influence. Now, mom and grandma were prayers, and I'll never forget when computers were invented and people were talking about email and going online. I said, where's the line? I'll stand on it. I didn't know what they were talking about. But mama, after a while, said, it's not email that counts, it's knee-mail. Y'all know what knee-mail is? You know how you spell it? P-R-A-Y-E-R. Prayer is a sin killer. Prayer can do anything that God can do. Prayer is profitable because it makes us help to manage life. In James 4, 7 says, Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. James five sixteen, The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. You know what the highest title on the face of the earth is I had to learn in the la- these last few years? The highest title on the earth, there's two of them. Mama, Grandma. Everybody else get behind them. God sent His Son here through a woman and the man had nothing to do with it. Now, I ain't trying to belittle nobody. I'm just trying to tell you that was God's choice. He could have showed up in an airplane. He could have showed up as an adult. But the way he did it was to show you that he's gonna, he knows how to help you with your needs because he's walked through those pains. In Jonah 2, it says, From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From the depths of the grave, I called for help. You listened and heard my cry. These are not just stories. These are events to help you know how to cling to the author of life. How hard is it to take time to have prayer for self-control when you're inside the belly of a large fish? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Have a little talk with Jesus. He'll make things right. Prayer brings the right perspective on life's problems. It's profitable for self-mastery and adequate for life's demands. Folks, do we truly ask God to show us, to show ourselves as He sees it, adjustments we need to make? Uh Uh-oh. To let us see as He sees things? Wow. Wow. Could you pray that? Lord, show me my problems. We need to. When asking directions, do you want to know how to get there or do you want to just take go to Timbuktu and take a left? Mm-hmm. You want to hear some pleasant words? Prayer is profitable because it makes truth known and truth is able to be perceived by those who talk to God. 
We can see through the deceptions of the devil. The world and its ways cannot cover our eyes or hearts to God's truth. Folks, how would you like to be one of those people that God called and said, I want you to build a boat and you have never heard of one? And I want you to build it so big that I'm going to take two of everything and seven of everything and put them on board. Huh? Have you ever been to that up in Kentucky where they built that ark? Y'all been there? I went to it. I had to go see it. I could see it for miles before I got there. It's huge. And there's many decks on it. And they got the cages where they had animals by size. Folks. If there never had been an airplane, somebody says they're going to build one and they want you to go with them. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. You know, we've twisted God's law by listening to the devil. And seeking his own direction. And thus, we're lost in, in a lost condition today without God's mercy. Never be ashamed of who you are. Remember, Noah had the three sons. From them came Africans, Europeans, and Asians. All brothers by blood. Never look at another person as different from you in a lower degree or better than you in a higher degree. We are family. Jesus has taken us home and there ain't no interstate running through the different parts of the New Jerusalem. God wants you and I to prosper and the avenue of that prosperity is through prayer. When I come here, I like to bring things, especially ink pens, especially for the little people. They'll forget who I am. When they get my age, I will have been gone a long time. But I want them to look at the ink pens and the things and just think, I got it at church. And their friends will say, church? I need to go to church. You know, we can pray about everything, anytime, anywhere. A prayer is profitable because it makes power available. Psalms 3, Psalms 5, 3 says, In the morning, O Lord, I will direct my prayer to you and I will look up. Prayer is an obstacle remover. It's unlocked iron gates of Peter's prison. Prayer produces a holiness. Moses communed with God and his face communed, face commenced to shine. Prayer reveals Jesus. Do you know you can't spell Jesus without putting you in it? J-E-S-U-S. John 15, 7 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you will. And it shall be done for you. I have had Grandma pray for rain. And it would rain. 
I have had Grandma pray that the men can bring home enough skins and furs and things because we were trappers and hunters. This little boy grew up. And Grandma would always tell us, trust in Jesus. Grandma would never let anybody get in a car and go someplace. She didn't like cars. She said, I'd rather ride in that wagon. When I was a little boy, you know what the, the garbage truck was called? The garbage wagon. Pulled by four mules. And it'd go down the streets of New Orleans and people put their garbage in it. Go to New Orleans East. And that's how New Orleans East became land. Dumping trash for years and years and years. Folks, Grandma said we could never get in the car unless someone had prayer. Grandma always sat in the back on the right side with the window down no matter what the weather was. You know why? Whoever was driving, it used to be one of her sons, we would be in the car. The first time she got in a car, she didn't like them. But the first time she got in a car, I happened to be in it. I'm a little bitty toot. And the men, my daddy or my uncle was driving the car, and we were going north, way north to Homer. You know why we were going to Homer? Because a man in Homer had a friend in north of there who owned this thing called a television, and we had heard about it, but we had never seen it. So Daddy was going to take us up there, and Mama wanted to see this television. And Mama died that year when we saw television. Television was really wide, really tall, with a little bit of screen in the middle. And Grandma would sit there and look out the window, and whoever was driving, she never looked ahead. She always looked out the window. And she'd say, slow down. And Daddy or whoever was driving would say, Mama, the speedometer says 30. She says, I didn't hear nothing. She said, I don't care about that. Them trees are going by too fast. We hold court on Grandma too much. She come from a different world. She wasn't trying to tell us how to do things. She was trying to keep us safe. Make a happy plate. In other words, eat it all. I remember my brother saying to Grandma, Mama, if we just lick our plates, then you can put it back in the cabinet. You don't have to wash them. She would say, yeah, and you'll get that plate back. <laughs> Folks, let me close. Let me tell you this. Prayer is a sin killer. It's a holiness producer. It's an obstacle remover. It's a Christ revealer and searcher. Prayer protected me in Vietnam. I always, when we landed our helicopters, I was a helicopter mechanic, wiring and engines. And whenever four or five helicopters went out, they always sent a mechanic with them in case we took hits. And we had to fix it in six minutes. You know. And I prayed when we took off. I prayed when we landed. And I prayed when I got in that thing. Lord, I don't know where this problem is, but you do. There it is. Go. God knows what your needs are. And I never would, I never get when we get in a helicopter, I'd tell the pilot, uh-uh, I'm having prayer. 
And what long before the other guys took it up? Pilots couldn't take off of nothing unless somebody shouted, you better pray first or we're jumping out. <laughs> Folks, prayer works. Prayer allows angels to be with us. Prayer gives answers to difficult questions and prayer shows you where the helicopter problems are. Why pray? Let me close by saying this. Why pray? Why breathe? Father, we thank you that we have a comfortable place to come and fellowship with each other and you and study your word. Bless us. And Lord, put your hands over this church. Protect it, we pray in Christ's name. Amen.